All right, welcome, welcome, welcome back to this episode of the How to Get a Job podcast. Today, I have an amazing guest with me today. I have Ola Ibrahim, who is a resume expert, and we're going to dive in to talk about what makes a good resume versus a great resume, what makes a doer resume versus an achiever resume. Ola, how are you, my friend? How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing good, Dan. It's so nice to be here. I'm excited to be here to share my thoughts on um, resumes and, you know, let's just kick it. Amazing, amazing. So, Ola, you know, we, we're connected on LinkedIn. And one thing I, I loved when I was connected on your LinkedIn is that you have drafted thousands of resumes. So what makes a good resume versus a great resume? What do you think it's the difference between a resume that gets seen and a resume that gets ignored? Okay, so um, what, what makes a good resume is you have uh, is a resume that sells because you I always call um, job seekers salespeople. So if you really want to uh, make the hiring manager buy into you, you, you have to get a resume that sells you as the right candidate. So a, a resume that actually grabs a recruiter attention is the one that addresses the pain point of um, their prospective employer and, you know, as well as being ATS compliant, you know, you have to follow the ATS compliant because you have companies during the, um, you know, the screening session, they use uh, ATS software to screen resumes. So um, practically, I think that's that's what makes a good resume itself. So we have, um, I don't know if I should keep, um, share more detail on um, the content of a good resume. If yeah, what, what would you say makes a resume stand out? Yeah, what makes a resume stand out is the aesthetics and the content, does it? So because you, you need to, a resume that sells needs to have the right content, the, you know, the quantifiable achievements, you know, um, it has to have the right formatting, it has to be appealing to the eyes, not just uh, history of what you've done, but a resume that addresses a particular pain point. Um, let's say if you're going for a sales position, you need to show quantifiable achievements of the revenue you've generated, you know, probably the people you've coached, depending on um, the, the career level you're going for. Um, and you need to showcase how you're able to acquire new customers, you know, convert um, prospects, convert prospects into um, customers. So practically, that's what a resume should have. Based on your experience, what do you think are the biggest mistakes that job seekers are making when creating resumes? Yeah, okay. I think the biggest mistake job seekers make is um, they don't communicate their value proposition. They just write the resume to, uh, you know, just have these junks of information, you know, just put them together and just, you know, submit and... So, um, most of them fail to, to articulate themselves on their resumes. Most of them fail to communicate their core value, what makes you unique, what makes you um, the right candidate for the job. Most job seekers fail to have this um, embedded into the resumes. So I think that's where they lack. Uh, that's the most common mistakes I've seen job seekers make. And uh, another mistake I find them make is... Uh, most of them don't have this uh, the career summary. I don't want to use what career summary, but it's, it's when you are able to communicate your value, you're able to communicate your skills, and you know you build up your achievement before you go down to uh, your professional experience. Yeah, you know, um, 
in, in my 10 years of looking at resumes, writing resumes, working with candidates, I think some of the biggest mistakes that I notice when it comes to resumes are a couple of things. Uh, number one, I think that most, the biggest mistake people make when they're making resumes is they make a doer's resume versus an achiever's resume, right? You know, they're writing in their bullet points what they did in the job, what they did in the project versus what they achieved and what allowed them to stand out or help the company. And I think one thing that's really important to note um, as you're writing resumes is that regardless of what job you have, whether it's an intern, a janitor, or a software engineer, you either make or save the company money, right? Because anytime you get hired, uh, the company's making an investment in you. So for me, what I found that makes a really good resume, right, is when you talk about in your bullet points how you were able to save or make the company money, right, in, in the bullet point. So either you generated efficiencies that saves the company money or you increase visibility or, or, or marketing or you increase sales, right, or you created a product that generated that was able to be sold for millions of dollars, right, things like that, right, uh, that allows you to either showcase how hiring you is a positive return on investment, whether because you're saving or making money. What are your thoughts on some of what I was just sharing? Yep. So I think I think that's that's um, the major points. You uh, a company is actually investing in you. So is it that you save them money, you save them time, or you make them more money? So I think practically those are the features that needs to be embedded into um, a resume, especially the career experience section. So you need to communicate this value. You need to have um, quantifiable achievements on your resumes. Like um, job seekers need to have this on their resumes to be able to communicate value. Um, to their prospective employer. Yep. Yeah. And um, what are your thoughts on resumes that have like pictures or graphics, you know, things that you can make on Canva? Or are you more of a big fan of a more traditional word uh, resume? Yeah, I, I'm more of um, a traditional um, formatting of the resume using the word document. So I think for uh, most of those graphical um, resumes, they, they tend to lose formatting when you submit them and that's just one secondly it has um some implications for some application uh, systems so some application tracking software couldn't you know pass some resumes you know during the screening process and you know most job seekers they apply for jobs i've had clients in the past who apply for jobs and they say uh, why are you not getting jobs and they say um I don't know. I'm not getting callbacks from recruiter. And they say, okay, can I have a look at your resume? And they send them over and I say, it's graphical resumes, you know, having images on it. And so it's could, um, it couldn't pass the ATS test uh, because it's heavy for the ATS test. And it's not, I don't know, the algorithm of the ATS doesn't comply with it. Yeah. What about, you know, another question that I get a lot is like, you know, if I am coming out of college or I'm early in my career, uh, the difference between having a one-page resume versus a two-page resume, which one do you advise? Yeah, for college people, um, college students, you know, um, just going out and looking for jobs, I, I, I often advise for a page. It depends on if they have previous experience. But if they have more to put on their resumes, like they have engagements in schools, they have um, roles, and they have stuff they think they could add, to enrich their resumes, I think that's going to be a plus for them because right now we have some recruiters looking for people with three to five years of experience. But if you don't have that and you have a background that, you know, you could communicate value with, I think you should have a two-page resume. But there's no limit to it. But based on the experience and based on, um, you know, the details they might have, it's 
wouldn't actually exceed the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I, I think it's important to understand the goal of your resume. I think most job seekers uh, that are kind of starting the job search process understand that the resume is a very important part of this process and you need to have a resume. You're not, there's no way around it. Um, every time you apply for a job, you will require to have a resume. But I think to me, I think what, what I want you to take away from this episode more than anything too, is understanding that your resume won't get you a job. You can have the best, best resume in the world, but a, a best case scenario, what the resume does is get you to the interview, right? It's, it sparks enough interest from the recruiter and the hiring team that says, Hey, I need to bring in this candidate to speak with them a little bit more, right? And I think one thing uh, that I will actually talk a little bit more about during like my rant when I do this, I think that the resume is the most biased document in the world, right? It has all of the good things you've ever done in your life and none of the bad. And recruiters know that, right? And so um, I think you need to take that with a grain of salt. And so going back to what I was saying is I, I'm a big fan of a one-page resume. And even if you have two pages worth of information, um, you can have a master resume with two pages, but I rather you focus and saying, okay, what are the most relevant information that I can put on this one page? Because if I know that the recruiter is not going to spend a lot of time on it in the beginning, right? Cause there's hundreds of applications that they're reviewing. I want to grab their attention to the point where they invite me to the interview. And so I want you to think of the resume as the trailer to your movie, right? That the trailer is interesting enough that they say, okay, you know what? Let me bring you in for an interview because that's the movie. Let me, you know, let me watch the trailer. And I'm like, great. That was a great movie. I can't wait to go watch it in theaters. And that's how your resume should be. Well, what, any, anything you would want to add there? Yeah. So I, I just want to buttress what you're saying right now. So if you, your, your resume is actually like, let's say you, you have, uh, you're on a dating site. You want to put your best picture there. You want to put your best profile there. So your resume is um, that stuff that gets um, you attracted to your recruiter, gets you attracted to your prospective employer. So it's it's expedient that you have a, a resume that you know is attractive. When I say attractive, I'm not saying it's it's you need to have you know these colors and heavy graphics on it, but it needs to have the right content. You need to have the right uh, keywords. I think we should use keywords because keywords are relevant. Um, it needs to have the right verbiage, the, uh, the the lingo of the industry you are targeting. It you need to communicate those. Um, um, you need to have those expressed on your resume. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what would you say? So there's a debate on online on whether like should you customize your resume for every particular job you're applying to, or should you just have one good resume and continue and use the same resume for every job? Okay, yeah, so if you are good at building resumes, I, I would suggest if, okay, practically job seekers, uh, most people don't know how to build their resumes themselves. But if you're gonna be customizing, if you're applying for a particular job, let's say project management, you should know definitely, uh, there's no, almost all the job descriptions are the same. You just have slight differences. So the job requirements for project uh, management roles are, most likely the same, like, you know, 95% of job descriptions are, you know, similar. So if uh, I, I usually build a single resume for my clients and it has been generating results for them over the years. So I, I think you should have studied each job descriptions and built those keywords, embedded those keywords into the resumes um, as time uh, goes on, you can use it to apply for same jobs. But if you notice you're not getting much results as desired, you can always strip the resumes to fit in. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think you make a really good point. It's like, you know, for me, it's not about redoing your resume every single time you have a job, but it's, it's essentially looking at the job description, looking at what other information is online. And if you've been networking, talking to, you, you know, your, the people you've been networking with, and it's about making minor tweaks to your resume that it's, it's aligned to the job description itself. And sometimes you might not need to change anything. And other times you do. And I think it's understanding that, you know, a job description and the order of the job description is set up in the order in the order of importance just like the most important information about you is in the top of your resume and the least important information is in the bottom and it's the same way for a job description so when you're looking at the job description and you're looking at the, at the bullet points of what's required for that particular role right you can say okay that the, the the three to five things in the top the first three to five bullet points are the most important things and to me what i would then say is how is my resume rearrange so that the most important parts that are communicated in the job description are rearranged. And I, I think what you, what you see a lot of that shifting, it's in the bullet points order of your job. So I might have an experience and I might have three to four bullet points on that experience. The order of those bullet points should be rearranged with the order of the job description. And so those little tweaks like that matter because as a recruiter and a hiring manager myself, and I've reviewed thousands of resumes, I might not read every bullet point. But I will read the first one, and if the first one's good, I then reads the second one, and I start going down, right? And I think I think that most hiring managers and recruiters that I speak to do the same. They rarely read every single word in a resume, and they're first scanning through it, and then if the scanning, if 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 I find the things that I'm looking for, the right education, the right experience, the right you know technical skills, then I spend more time on it. And, and the more I find it aligns with what I'm looking for, I spend more and more time until I make the decision on whether I want to bring that person in for the interview or not. Um, Ola, I do want to talk about the hardest part of writing a resume, the bullet points. Do you have a formula, any advice, any tricks on how to write good bullet points? Yep. So um, the, the, the most popular strategy out there is the CAR, the C-A-R. You know the, the challenge the action and the results so you what what was the challenge um you were giving or what was the challenge the gunplay was going through uh what action did you take and what results did you generate so let's say um the company were the, the they were at um you know generating a revenue of um let's say a million dollars um monthly and you were given a challenge as a sales executive. I don't know, I'm using sales. So you're given a challenge as a sales executive um, to, to, you know, have a 200% increase um, within four months. So what was the action you took? Do you get, so did you increase um, marketing? Did you increase uh, prospecting? Or did you increase, um, uh, you know, cross-selling or upselling? So what did you do? So when you did that, what, what was the result you achieved? So the challenge, the action you took and the results. So you are going to have this in form of a storytelling. So you, you can say um, doubled um, sales revenue within four months using, you know, um, upselling strategy on, you know, just yeah. going to use some bullet points. So I just, I'm just trying to bring it up in my head. So you're just going to use... Um, action verb, like, so you're going to use the action verb, like, it has to be standard, like, you're not just going to say, you know, you brought in two times the revenue, so you're going to make it more exciting to the recruiter, more, you know, chanted uh, in such a way that it's communicate your value with uh, strong verbs, yep. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, and I think you make a really good point there. I think that the important part there is that you're showcasing how you make or save the company money. Like, what was the result? Like, because of your contribution, because you had a challenge, what, what was the action? Like, what was the result? And be able to communicate yeah. that because a lot of times a good hiring manager and a good recruiter will use those those bullet points to ask you questions about it during the interview for you to have an opportunity to elaborate more about that, right? And I think to me, the reason why we do that, right, when we're interviewing is to double check to make sure that you're not lying or exaggerating on the resume. So <laughs> I want to, right? I want to make sure yeah. that what you did, that you can elaborate more on that story that you, that you created because- yeah. Again, we're not hiring someone just based on the resume alone. You know, it's mm -hmm. we're making that we're using the resume to decide whether you come in for the interview or not. Now, yeah. Ola, as we wrap up, um, kind of the last question is like, why should someone consider hiring someone like yourself or another type of resume service um, to, to, to work with them? Why, why, why you, do you think hiring a resume writer is an investment, is an important investment to make if you're a job seeker? Yeah. Okay. So, um, just the way you don't have, you don't do self-medication without a prescription from a doctor, a professional, you don't, uh, you shouldn't do that to your career. If you're not a professional resume writer, the advantage of using a professional resume writer is because we have, um, in-depth knowledge. This is what we do almost every day. Um, a professional has, uh, a background in it, you know, building resume and knows what, um, hiring managers, what recruiters are looking out for on a resume. So we, we were able to position you as the perfect candidate for a job, not just writing, uh, you know, your career experience. We're doing more than that. We are making, we're, we're helping to, uh, you know, sell you as the right candidate, not just, you know, building you something. And so a professional doing, having a professional service from a resume writer, is, is expedient for job seekers that actually want to get results and get results real quick. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I, you know, one of the biggest thing I say is like, you know, some of the biggest decisions that we make in our life, we generally have a professional, right? If you're sick, you go to the doctor. If you want to buy a house, you go to a real estate agent. If you want to save for retirement, you have a financial planner, but it is not as common to have a career coach or hire a resume writer or hire an expert to help you in a in your career that is then allowing you to then build up, buy the house, plan for retirement and so on. And when you think about like what can give you a better return investment than working with a resume writer, or working with a career coach, there isn't many, right? Because it is not uncommon. And I know I saw it from your LinkedIn profile or not for someone to switch jobs or, or the difference between a $60,000 job, $80,000 job or an $80,000 job and $120,000 job. It's not that you need 10 more years of experience. It's actually sometimes being able to position yourself as the right candidate, you know, show your value and be able to show them why you saw the problem the company has. And, and I think that by working with a resume writer to help you illustrate that better on your resume or working with a career coach to help you with the rest of the process. Um, if you have the right person, I don't think that there's a, a better investment that's, that's guaranteed to give you a better return than that. Um, so what I'll do, if you are interested in working with Ola and get your resume done by him, um, definitely connect with them on LinkedIn. Um, I will put a link uh, to his LinkedIn on the show notes. So if you're looking for some help on your resume, definitely do that. Um, again, Ola, thank you so much for coming. And for everybody you, listening, guys. catch you guys on the next episode. All right, welcome back to this second segment, The Rant, where I'm going to talk about my 
real thoughts on resumes. Look, 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 look. I think resumes are important, no doubt about that. But I truly believe that resumes are just one part of the overall job search strategy. You do need a good resume. You should work with a resume professional or work with a career coach that includes resume writing or resume optimization. But I want you to remember this. Your resume, at a best case scenario, just lands you the interview. Your resume is not meant to get you the job. You have to remember this, right? 75% or more people lie or exaggerate on their resume, right? Just Google it. How many people lie or exaggerate? Odds are you lie or exaggerate on your resume. And there's even companies and staffing agencies that will fake experience and put it on people's resume to help their their clients get jobs. Now, that's extremely unethical, and I do not encourage that. But what I am saying is the reality that you might be competing with people who have lied or exaggerated on the resume. And so what I want to challenge you is to think about it as a recruiter and hiring manager and now as a company, as an owner of a company and CEO of a company that has over 18 employees, 20 employees, I think we're about now, is when I look at a resume, I have to take the resume as a grain of salt. I have to understand and know that odds are someone who wrote this resume is lying or exaggerating the truth. So I have to think about that resume as just the preview of the movie, right? I have to try to go and dive into it and scan through it to understand if it's worth the interview or not. And I know I discussed that a lot with Olaf, but I want to make sure that you understand that your resume, it's only going to get you to the interview and your resume is only as reliable as the person that hands the resume to the decision maker. So if all you're doing is applying online, right? And just submitting your resume and praying and hoping to get a call back, your resume is kind of biased. On the other hand, if the hiring manager or the recruiter gets that resume from a referral or from someone you network with that emailed them the resume or brought your resume to their attention, that resume is now as believable as the relationship as the person that referred you to the job, right? Think about that. Your resume sometimes is more important who hands the resume to the recruiter and the hiring manager than what is actually set there. Because if the person that gave me your resume, if I'm hiring for a role, and the person that gave me your resume is someone that I believe and trust, I now believe and trust your resume by default, by that relationship. And so that is something that's really, really important. So yes, do you need a good resume? Absolutely. Does your resume need, need to be formatted correctly, easy to scan, easy for me to pick up the information that I need to know that you can do the bare minimum and for me to want to interview you? Absolutely. All of that is true. But do not forget that networking, building relationships, and getting visibility is just as important, if not more important, than your resume. Again, I hope you enjoy. But if you find value from this podcast, I want you to please subscribe and share this with someone that you know that is looking for a job. Odds are, if you're listening to this, because someone shared it with you. So all I ask is that you pass down the favor. Now, if you are looking for a job and you want my help or my team's help, I want you to reach out to us. We will set up a link in the comments for you to um, set up a call with someone in my team, a discovery call to see if working together makes sense. Again, thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you guys on the next episode.